Hey, Fitness Business Secrets listeners. Today, we're talking to Stephen Whittier. He's a coach to trainers who want to bring their business online. In today's episode, you're going to learn why you shouldn't actually go for every client. And instead, by focusing on certain clients, you'll actually sign up more people. Plus, we're going to talk about the Facebook strategy a lot of new online trainers use to try to market and get new clients. It's going to be frustrating if you do this mistake, but we'll talk about how to solve that. Next, we'll talk about the different ways you can offer your online training services. One way doesn't have to fit all. Plus, you'll learn that you don't have to be tech savvy and can use simple free tools to create your online business. In addition, although we said some people make mistakes targeting people through general Facebook groups, Stephen will share how he and some of his students have actually found a lot of success creating their own private Facebook group. Plus, we'll answer about how long it could take to get your online fitness business going and what to do even if you have zero followers. And my favorite thing that you're gonna learn is how to get past that idea that you're a slimy salesperson when you're marketing your first course. It's a great episode, stay tuned. Fitness coaches, get more clients by learning the secret techniques successful trainers and gym owners are using to grow their business in person and online. Create multiple streams of income by training clients online, selling challenges, and growing your membership. This is the Fitness Business Secrets Podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Oshita. I've built two fitness businesses to about a half million dollars each by improving marketing, sales, and operations. Let's grow your sales and your clients. Hey, mini lesson time. So last time we talked about the customer avatar. We talked about questions to ask, things we need to figure out about this customer avatar. So if you didn't get a listen to it, definitely go listen to last week's episode. But quick rundown, it's a fictional profile from demographics, what they like to eat, their behaviors called psychographics, where they probably live, giving them a name. That's a customer avatar, a fictional description of a person where you can almost see them. You have even a face for them, to them and you imagine you're talking to them. The benefits of this is that you can talk to your customer, create graphics that you know would appeal to them, create wording that would appeal to them because you have a specific person you're speaking to versus, versus trying to create vague language that doesn't speak to anyone. But that does bring us to our next question. We can guess and have an idea of how to speak to them, but how do we really get into their minds? How do we really connect with that grandma or that 35-year-old that wants to get abs right before her wedding? Now, before I give you some really cool tips, I'm going to digress and tell you a little story about how I purchased this uh, survey course, which told me how to ask really good questions to get surveys and these tidbits of phrases that my target customer, my customer avatar would use to describe their problem. And it was a brilliant program, and but I did pay a brilliant $2,000 for it. And Although I don't know if I regret it yet because I still have to finish the course. I think that a lot of us could get pretty far by using a free and even faster method. And that's what I'm going to share with you now. So instead of doing what most people recommend and I think is still good if you have the time and can integrate it into your website or your customer interactions, which is surveying and creating Maybe just three, you can do five, but you know, you want them to answer the questions. 
Okay, and why don't I give you the biggest takeaways from my $2,000 course? Sure. So when you create the survey questions, just do three questions. The first thing you're going to ask them is their demographic information. Like, and you can't ask everything. How much money do you make? How much do you spend at Lululemon? Do you get along with your partner? Do you like your kids? Okay, I'm just joking about the last two. But basically you ask first some demographic questions that relate to how you define your customer. Maybe the ethnicity, maybe if you can get away with their income, uh, maybe where they live. Then you ask them this one specific question, which is what is the biggest thing blocking you from achieving your goal blank blank so if they you surmise that they want to lose a ton of weight then it would be what is your biggest what is your biggest challenge in losing the 20 pounds that you want to lose so that's that's a simple question that you ask and you can get incredible information because the fact is is not even the smartest person in the world can even guess with full accuracy what their answer is going to be. So to add to that, or in the situation where you're not interacting with the customers yet, you're starting a new business, or you're doing your online fitness business, and you don't know how to get in touch with these possible surveyees, my suggestion is to kind of guess who your customer avatar is, and then to instead of serving them, what you do is you go to Amazon. And you're not going to buy the answers. <laughs> it's not that easy. Um, instead, but cheaper, you're going to go to the book section in Amazon and you're going to look for clients who would probably buy certain books, maybe books that would solve their problem. So if it's to lose weight, look for weight loss books targeted at that demographic. So if it's between 25 to 40 year olds, you might be looking for someone with a flashy bod and, you know, say nay, lose 25 pounds. Or if your client is elderly and probably is trying to deal with back pain or shoulder pain, then look for a shoulder pain book. What you're going to do now is you're going to scroll down for when you find these books and read the reviews. And you're going to copy and paste the reviews that sound like if your target is that 55 or 65 lady trying to fix her shoulder issue, you're going to take that review and take those words and those phrases that they're using to describe the problem and the way that either the book solved or did not solve their problem. And you're going to put that in a Google Doc and you're going to keep doing that over and over and over again until you have this database of words from your customer avatar that to the point where you could almost be talking like 65 year old Jane trying to solve her shoulder pain and saying like oh it feels like my socket is right in between my shoulder blade and my neck or like I can't even move it move my shoulder it's frozen and it's painful and you know like those words are going to be then words that you can use in your Facebook ads, in the descriptions you make about talking about the pain in your landing page. And now you're going to really relate with them because you've literally taken their words out of their mouth. This isn't foolproof because you're doing some guessing here. And if you really want to talk to your customer, your avatar, it is good to talk to them and ask them straight out. You'll also get more context and get more accurately match 
who the person is since you don't know the age and the demographic of the Amazon reviewer. But it's a great place to start and truly get good phrase ideas for your marketing materials. In the next episode's mini lesson, we are going to use the customer avatar, position ourselves as not just the best person to serve them, but almost the only person to serve them. Okay, back to the show. I am so excited today because we are going to talk to Stephen Whittier. He's done it all in fitness. He's been a personal trainer, a fitness and martial arts gym owner, and is now a business coach to other fitness professionals, helping them 5X, 10X their business. And using his fitness and analytical background, he's been helping fitness coaches since 2011, which is a while ago, and he's helped them go from three to $5,000 a month to making even, okay, get this, forty dollars or $60,000 a month. You know, with his main specialty being online training now, it's really interesting to talk to him. One of his students, Steve McKinney, was able to actually forex his investment with just one post. And I think we've all been there where we can't even get one response to some of our posts. So this is, it's really interesting what he's doing. He's even served as an executive team member and acting CMO for one of the largest content, online content networks. But despite his success, in his heart, he still loves coaching. So he actually still owns and teaches at his own studio in Wareham, Massachusetts. So I'm just dying and you probably are dying to know his secret. So I'm excited to welcome Steve Whittier on the show. Thanks, Stephen, for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm great. It's a pleasure. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Tell me, just tell if you could start with your story, because I think it's really interesting, like what you've done in the fitness world. Sure. Yeah. So I, I started off as a personal trainer. First, I was a staff trainer. And then as a lot of people mm-hmm. then graduate to going independent. And I was doing that. And I decided at the same time, uh, or shortly thereafter that I went independent, I did go back to grad school because I was sort of in this space of, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And, and then I really just, I got, you know, past my master's with working on my PhD. And I just kind of came to this head where I said, what is it that I really want to commit myself to? And it was, it was fitness and, and also my martial arts passion. So I opened up my own studio where I could be working with people on both ends of the spectrum. And you know, didn't really know what I was doing from a business perspective. I just knew that I really believed in what I had to offer and knew we had something special on the training side and, you know, worked really hard at it night and day as people do. And I was thinking, you know, this was going to be the thing, this was going to be the move that really gave me leverage in my business because I was already burning myself out as a trainer. Mm-hmm. So started the gym and I was thinking, okay, now I can start to build something up and then get employees and I'll have trainers working under me and it's going to be much more leveraged. And it's sort of the dream, right? But I was still feeling just bursting at the seams. And then I had my daughter and this whole level of like providing for her and the future and the family and everything. And it was, it was tough and affecting life at home and, and all of these things that people start to feel stretched. You know, there, there is a, like a glass ceiling over you in terms of how much you can make at some point, how many people you can train, even if you have, you know, group classes and things. And so I was looking for some other opportunities 
and my interest in marketing my own studio and really at this point everything was meaningful was online marketing for the most part. So that led me into looking at people who were actually making an income online. And I got really fascinated with that. So I started studying, I got some coaching, and I decided I was going to put out my first attempt at, you know, building a an online business. And really what I did was I just started serving a particular market and which I identified and felt I spoke the language and I could get great results for. And I just started serving. And back then it was email list. Mm -hmm. And so I just started doing lessons and, you know, meanwhile, I'm working full time. So I was doing this like late at night, early in the morning type of thing and um, exhausted. But I felt like if this works, this could really lead to something. What I was doing was like a low ticket offer program. Mm -hmm. And I built it up with a kind of like using the product launch formula, which was, you know, pretty tried and true back then, did a release. And lo and behold, I did about $30,000 in four days. Wow. And that's not huge by internet marketer standards or anything. But for me, that was unbelievable. Like I, I was shocked yeah. that it was that successful. And so then that year I did go on and you know, pushed hard. I did a re-release of that course. I started to put out a few more things. I had some affiliate opportunities. So I wound up actually breaking the six-figure mark part-time while still running my full-time business. And it would just open my eyes to what was possible. Yeah. And so that shortly after led people sort of in my sphere of influence, my network, or people who knew people started to come to me and say, hey, you know, this is really cool. I did some, you know, got some interviews done and everything. So if they started coming to me and saying like, Hey, could I, could, could you help me do this with my thing? And so that was really the start of my consulting business back then. Hmm, okay. And I had some questions. What was the topic for your first product? Or you mentioned you, you first evenings, weekends, you were working on this online product and then people asked for more. What was that first mm -hmm. product or topic? Right. So what that allowed me to do was to create a bit of a sweet spot where because I had the fitness background as a certified trainer and I had the martial arts experience, you know, with a pretty great pedigree on coaching and everything like that, I was able to focus in on basically a program that would help older martial artists within a certain mm -hmm. micro niche of the industry to be able to kind of keep up with younger, more athletic people, reduce injuries, optimize their fitness and their health, and also change their mental paradigm. So I was able to sort of speak to all these different facets. Mm -hmm. And it was a great way for me to not go head to head with sort of a generic fitness offering, but to kind of come in at a, at a side angle that incorporated the martial arts aspect as well. Oh. And, you know, so it's, instead of just having a niche, it was, you know, basically drilling three tiers down mm -hmm. and um, a smaller audience, but I was able to really speak their language. And uh, that was the key to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's big. So very niche. Uh, people liked it. I'm not sure how how much were you selling that product for? That was only $150. Okay. Just under, believe it or not. So yeah, it was a, it was a whole different ballgame than doing high ticket, which is what, um, you know, I focus on now. Yeah. 
So just did did a release, basically built up to it. You know, I did it on the fly. Wow. You know, what, the, the knowledge that I was working with back then was very rudimentary compared to what I teach now. But it was it was something. It got me started. It was the it was the fundamentals that were working back then. And so I did a I did a release. You know, with a pre release content and everything. Built up some anticipation. And then I had the doors open for a sale for about four days. And once that closed, sure enough, it was thirty thousand. Wow. So, so yeah, it was very exciting. Like I said, it wasn't huge by internet marketing launch standards, but for me, it was completely a new world, and uh, it really got my confidence that there was something here. Yeah, that's that's actually, I mean, a lot of people would think that's amazing. So you don't have to feel modest about that. I know you do a lot bigger launches now. So I, and one other question I think we're all wondering is, okay, so you maybe you had a sequence or you, you did uh, a launch. How did you get your audience to even start to be on your list? Well, back then was the day of the squeeze page before you would get Google slapped. So, <laughs> you know, this, this doesn't exist anymore. They have to be, you have to have different mechanisms. But back then it was basically just a, a landing page that I was running cheap Google AdWords to, and basically just targeting, you know, certain individuals that would match that demographic, calling them out in a simple ad and then driving them for fairly short money to a landing page and then just making sure that I really understood the market so that when they got on this page, it was a short video and a headline and some brief copy mm -hmm. and then an opt-in for their email. And it just, you know, laser targeted what it is that I knew was what they wanted or needed. And so my opt-in rate was good. And then I was getting, because I really focused on the market first, which is just, this is a huge thing that I, with my fitness clients, because I really focused on the market first before worrying about anything else. When I was writing the emails, I was really listening to the signals I was getting back, engaging with people and letting that then inform what I was continuing to comment on or produce content on. And I would just continue to speak to those points. And, but again, this is just goes to, it wasn't that I had some sort of gift with copywriting or anything. It was, it was really just, I studied it, but it was more really listening to, to the market and letting them lead the dance rather than me trying to just have this kind of hypothesis I was forcing mm, on. Okay. Okay, great. So you, you find yourself in a, in a slightly different space you you are at one point going to be a lecturer then you open a studio then i mean then you became you were a trainer then you open a studio and then you found yourself as an internet expert in a way with a launch what happened next yeah so that that's when i started to get approached by people oh, right. and really it was it was almost exclusively referrals for years and i was doing the consulting part time mm -hmm. so i was working with other gym and studio owners and I was also working with experts. So I had a number of different people really from different industries. A lot of them were on the, the fitness or the martial arts side that came to me. And then it was on a case by case basis for quite a while. And the only thing I was really doing sort of with a, a, a professional consistency was helping the gym and studio owners. And again, I've had people that I'm, I'm very proud to say went from, you know, maybe making five or six thousand dollars a month gross revenue to, you know, doing 
60, 65 plus, you know, now I've got some people that have gone on to build um, seven figure businesses. And I'm really proud of that because, you know, it's, it's like, it's one thing to put that on your website as a testimonial, but it's another thing when you actually have somebody that you care about, you know, when you, when you actually are able to get together in person, they come up and give you a hug and, you know, like another alpha male that gives you like, you know, a kiss on your head and just says, brother, like, thank you for helping me change my family's life. Recently, I've had a couple of people I've helped out that are like relationship niche and things like that. But mostly it is fitness professionals with the, you know, occasional like nutritional health coach, things like that. And I, I really just zeroed in on primarily working fit pros, personal mm. trainers. That allows me to like, just get really honed in world-class on one thing and really be, you know, starting to get out there beyond just referrals myself and start to, you know, work sleeves rolled up, you know, on the front lines with my niche in the market, knowing, you know, what's working, what's no longer working, where we need to be going next. And that really became my focus. Okay. So you brought back the whole focusing on a niche for your own consulting or coaching program. Yes. I think that's important because, you know, this is the long and short of it. We like people to be well-rounded. You have to also be a student of business and you have to be able to, you know, to, to market and, and learn the arts of really understanding your market and targeting and persuasion and all these things. And um, then you can really figure out the ways to grow. So, you know, a lot of times people just say that because that's code for I'm not comfortable doing those things. I don't really know about them. It's foreign to me. So I'd rather just say, you don't need them. And luckily, I, you know, I have been able to break through with some people that had enough intellectual curiosity where they said, okay, I'm hesitant, but I'll listen to you and we'll try this. And then they wind up speaking that language and they're very glad that they yeah. move forward. So I think we're all dying to know what exactly is the program that you help these trainers do so that they are able to have more time and increase their their revenue. Sure. You know, in a nutshell, I help personal trainers and occasionally other types of fitness professionals, primarily personal trainers, to either create an online program to do online coaching themselves. I help them to either create that virtual coaching program, which is more time leveraged and allows them to obviously serve people all over the country, the world, wherever they're at, and, you know, really increase their impact. And as a result, be able to earn the right to make more in a leveraged way. So, you know, more, more financial freedom, kind of breaking that glass ceiling and more time freedom once you have the machine built and um, you still have to put energy into it. Okay. So I think um, I'm going to think about some trainers who aren't even familiar with having online content. So could we do an example, whether it's an, a, not a real person or, or take a, a student that you have and walk us through what they did through your program? Like, did they create videos and then do they sell the videos and then once we train them is it is it a, a, a book that or you know emails that they get and how do you kind of get help them create this funnel to, into their to their inbox right 
So th- this is this is like where we get into the the good stuff because what I'm seeing in the industry right now is it's always good to look at what people are doing successfully, right? So when you see people that are getting great results for their clients, you know, like like I do and everything, you know, it's good to take a look at that. And there's going to be some similarities. There's going to be some crossover because there are tried and true principles tactics and things like that that work so you'll see people adopt these tactics and just kind of put their own flavor into it but what happens is when you see some dominant modes of doing business so when you start talking about sales funnels which type of software things like this what you see is that something becomes like a new modality so if you go into most programs and I even have like you know a free starter program that I'll offer just sort of like to get people started. And I have this in there too. So it'll be, you know, how to choose your niche. And then there'll be, you know, an exercise for creating your avatar, you know, your ideal customer profile or client profile. But what happens is like this gets commoditized to the point of delusion because everybody starts to focus on, okay, I've got my niche, right? I've got my avatar. Now I've got my script, you know, to be able to engage people and, you know, go into groups and put a few like little posts out and then say, Hey, let's jump on a call. And then they start friending you and hitting you up a messenger with this sort of rigid script to get you on a, on a call and then join my program. And so when everybody starts doing the exact same thing without really deeply understanding their market, they're just going off this niche research and avatar sheet. It's like they lose connection. It's going in the wrong way. It's, it's losing the focus. So, you know, just to kind of pull this back to your original question, what I try and do is always look at whether it's in fitness, it's in martial arts or something is, is to look at everything from a principles based mindset and be agnostic about the tactics you deploy. You want to look at how things work, how the, what makes the engine run and always working backwards from what's going to be the ideal result for your particular client, for your market and engage them and listen with them listen to them in in a deeper way than most people are talking about and then you deploy whatever at any given moment in time is going to be the best mechanisms to get to them and what i find a lot of times is people are you know everything's this sort of like copy and paste here's my organic funnel my paid funnels this and that and they sort of again are sort of they're putting up this invisible wall between themselves and their market as opposed to going closer to their market, if that makes sense. Okay. And so it, it sounds like you just gave us a really nice, very high level uh, view of an argument to get closer to the market, be very focused on the ultimate principles of the market, to not lose connection overall when developing some type of any strategy, but especially with online, with an online business. So like, let's just say, you know, they're right. going to come in with their own, like, just super general things. We don't mm-hmm. have to go into tactics and marketing, but just like, what kind of, what are they doing that that's online? Let's say that the the mm-hmm. student, you know, one of my clients okay. who is, who is a personal trainer, let's say that they have a, a, a workout program that they will provide to a certain very dialed in market. It's usually going to be a Mm -hmm. a micro niche, not just a niche. And then it's going to incorporate, you know, maybe they have some nutritional expertise as well. So it's going to incorporate uh, physical training 
to get that client to a desired result. And there's going to be some nutritional guidelines or components. And this will be um, really trying to match up who you are very well equipped to serve at a high level. And, and a lot of times this has to do with your experience because one thing I discourage is for people to jump into online training if they don't have a, enough time in the trenches to have a real proof of concept for their process, right? Otherwise, it's a bit backwards, right? You know, like how, how can you choose? How can you choose a niche to go after to give meaningful mm -hmm. results if you've never done it? So you should be doing it for some amount of time, meaningfully and have some case studies live before you jump into online. So that being said, you match what it is that you enjoy doing that you're very expert at. And by expert, don't compare yourself to others. You just have to know you have proof of concept mm -hmm. that you can get people great results. And then you ask yourself in a virtual environment, can I give them everything they need to attain these desirable, desirable results? And if you can sort of check all those boxes, then you know that you have something to work with and you're going to build your program backwards essentially from what are those results and what do I need to do step by step through this virtual format to be able to coach them. Now, some people may just provide the workouts depending on the level of sophistication of their particular market because that can vary. They might just provide the workouts, the particular sequencing, the accountability structures, the the, the nutritional guidelines and sometimes, you know, specific meal plans. Sometimes they will actually have the video content, which will basically laying out every single technique for every single exercise for a program to follow. Sometimes people do build in a live component where they've got it such that at certain intervals, they can get on, you know, a Skype or some other type of, you know, video share application and actually do some corrections, take questions things like that. So one of my clients created, instead of a fancy software, created his entire program with Drive Suite or Google G Suite, which is uh, Google Classroom. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that fancy, but, you know, because it, he was very results oriented with his clients, nobody cared. Like they were just very happy. He had it extremely well laid out. They got great results. So the fact that it wasn't as streamlined as a custom platform or as a membership platform like Kajabi didn't really matter to them. It was just what he was comfortable working with because he used Google, the Google suite in his business every day. So he was able to just put it together nice. quickly. And I like it that example. I wonder if we could just talk about maybe that person's example, just because a lot of people do use Google Docs. So he put together, did he put together some videos, some workout plans? And then when they signed up, he would just send them a link? Mm -hmm. Yes. So they'd have their own unique link to go in. And then everything you could really want to get to that desired result was laid out between the videos, the written content, the guides for for what to eat and when, you know, we went into, you know, nutrient timing and all these things went into uh, recovery and, you know, basically everything you want you know, he's been doing it for a good amount of time. He's an expert. So he knew exactly what the protocols were mm -hmm. for his particular audience to get to these results that he knew they were looking for and what he was marketing. We're able to drill down that he would need to be putting out there as messages to his market, right? To attract them. And then the other thing he did really well, which again, gets tossed around a lot, but the support and accountability, 
he knows his market intimately from having worked with so many of them. So when he created his private community with Facebook, now we're looking at some new modalities, which are proprietary, but but very cool, like kind of the next iteration of this, because everybody's already kind of looking one dimensionally at how to use Facebook groups and things like that. But with his Facebook group, he was creating an amazingly supportive, not just from him providing support, but amazingly supportive, engaged community. And this is one of the main things that I teach as well, because one of the things that really helped my B2C business tremendously was my ability to create thriving communities and not just to sort of go in there and, you know, use them as a sideways angle to sort of pitch people, you know, I sprinkle a little value, then I ask for something, but really go in and create a community, create a tribe, which hence the name of my program, Tribe Growth Systems. Everybody's kind of creating their own dedicated tribe where you get up close with your community and you become one of them. You're just out in front of it. You're, you're a leader and you know you, you have some experience, some insights that the rest may not have, but they understand that you really have mm. lived what they're living. And so this particular client did a fantastic job with that, still does to this day. So the amount of goodwill that's in that group, now what happens is you get other people coming into the group that aren't clients yet, but they're part of such a high degree of quality and vibrancy with the engagement and the type of people that are in there that, you know, next thing you know, they're asking, you know, how can I be part of this too? Because this sounds, you know, everybody else in here sounds exactly like me and they're achieving exactly what I would like to achieve. So mm -hmm. it just works. And how long enough. does it take for someone to put together something like this? I'm sure it depends, but um, just a range <laughs> about, does it take about three months? Within a few months. Yeah. Within a few, within a few months, you'll have the fully operating system, which again, you know, I can, I can have somebody up and running with, with an online business easily in a month, but for me to give an average of like fully fleshing it out with yeah. the insights I'm talking about, you know, usually it's a few months of hard work. So the time freedom thing is huge for, for a goal, for a trainer wanting to be able to, you know, cause I hear it all the time. It's, it's just, you know, it's like, man, I don't even have the time or the mental energy to even think about creating something to give me more time and energy, right? It's it's like the, that it seems like a chicken in the egg scenario. So basically what I say is, look, you know, you're not going to be able to continue doing what you're doing and the old adage like expecting a different result. So let's look at how we can reallocate some of your existing efforts, free up a little bit of time, make sure that you block out some time to start working on this within the within the frameworks that the training that I'm giving you as though it were a client as though it were your most important client and then you really have something you can build off of so how much time should they be how many client one hour clients do they need to set aside each week to build this program yeah i mean i I'll work around anybody that's really making the effort, but, you know, I try and get them to, I try and get them to think like, you know, at least, mm -hmm. at least 10 hours a week, you know, could you at least set aside that much, you know, in some cases you have to get through all the, 
the crap and the concrete in their head about limiting beliefs about other things like so okay but if you could free up 25 30 50 percent of your time knowing that you're going to lose that but the increase is going to offset mm -hmm. those losses right would that make sense to you so well that wouldn't work okay but let's look over here because right. i can show you that it's worked for this person this person right and okay and then what happened mm -hmm. and you know we've done this with mm -hmm. with gyms mm -hmm. studios and individuals and sure enough, you know, they're like, oh my God, like it actually worked. And they say, okay. And you know, th there's details to the execution of that, but all of a sudden now they start, they start changing their operating system. There's a lot of fitness marketers out there that just decided to choose health and fitness as a, as a niche. But even some of the ones that are, that do come from a personal training background, you know, again, not too many of them have actually done online it sounds like we have to get really close to the customer, really do a lot of research and and really speak to the customer. That's the mm -hmm. prior the primary thing. Now, this is gonna go this might sound like I'm I'm going against everything you're telling me right now, but if we could also still take a step back for people who think to themselves, Okay, I, I'm just learning about putting up a course, but I don't have a following. I don't have an email system. How do I even get anyone interested? Am I, do I just sell this to the current mm. people in front, like my current clients? Like exactly how am I going to sell this? How am I going to get prospects interested in my program? Sure. That's the question, right? So the thing is you don't, this is one of the big misconceptions is that people will look at your following. And they'll compare themselves to influencers. Well, I'm not an influencer. Like I, I've built up some, some assets, but like, if you look at my Instagram or something, I don't have, I don't have much of anything, right? It's very small. However, I have clients who have, you know, 70,000 plus Instagram followers because that's the mechanism that served them for their particular markets. But you pick, you know, one or two of the primary social media where you know, your people are, you know, a lot of times that's going to be, for instance, Facebook and Instagram. But again, just my little disclaimer, let's say the one thing you already were doing and had been doing for some time was putting up some great content on say a YouTube channel and your content, you're starting to test for signals, not just arbitrarily throwing out things, but you're answering questions, you're putting out some content that is going to self-identify. And what happens is you start to gradually increase your sphere of influence. And of course, you can also create your own community. So they may be in that other group, but now they're aware of you. They start to check you out. Then they go into your group. You can further the relationship. And if you look at it more just in terms of human relationships, it makes much more sense. So when you're talking about the Facebook groups, how do you get people to build your audience? You know, what I, I just like to keep it much more organic and I find that it builds it feels more natural to people, especially people that are non-techy, people that are, you know, really don't like the idea of like pressure sales and all that stuff. Then immediately they're like, I mean, I just recently had conversations like this. One of my clients is, you know, physician who's turned into, you know, a, a fitness and health consultant and really kind of freaked out about the idea of like putting herself out there in the digital format and kind of hard marketing. So, you know, fast forward uh, a few weeks and she's like, you know, built her first version of her program, 
and she's like now putting out content and much more comfortable. And she's just like, wow, like my whole demeanor had changed. And so this is enabling her to connect. And there may be a little bit of a slower build in the beginning, but she's doing all the steps to really start to develop like an exponential growth. And this is what I love to see, mm. you know, because a lot of people, again, they don't have following. They don't know where to start, like in their thought process. What, what's the previous baggage they brought to the table, right? And you start to learn how to work with these people as full humans, not just as bodies to produce this physical result, mm -hmm. right? Or, or health result. And so when we look at applying that same type of sensibility to building an online business, you just, I think it, it resonates much more with people mm -hmm. and um, they're able to really see the potential of, wow, being able to build an awesome business as an extension of what I already love to do, but it serves me and it serves them and it gives me way more leverage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. So organic relationships, deep, deep research and listening. And I mean, this, this has really been a great conversation on costly mistakes and misconceptions that trainers make when trying to bring their pro program uh, online. So I think it's a lot of value. How could people reach out to you if they think that if they want to bring their program online? Sure. So uh, you can find me in a number of different ways. I've, I have a basic stephenwittier.com, Stephen with a PH. I also have the tribegrowsystems.com on my site which is the actual program. That's the name of my program. But you can also find me if somebody wants to come in and check out my group. If you're a personal trainer, you can go on Facebook and search for scale your personal training business. And that's the name of the group. You can join the group. And uh, you can also find me and add me as a friend on Facebook or Instagram, Stephen Whittier, pretty easy to find. So a few different, few different ways, but ultimately... Yeah, it's just it's just about getting the right people in. You know, if people are interested in, you know, this idea of building a business, really, you know, kind of connecting and not just being attached to, um, you know, if they're entrepreneurial and willing to think outside the box a little bit and not just be, you know, trying to force two or three or four year old tactics down their prospects' throats, but kind of evolve with the time, so to speak. Then, yeah, I'd be happy to to help you out and have a conversation. Nice, nice. Awesome. Well, it's been amazing having you and thank you for the broad overviews and even deep insights. And I think the listeners will get a lot out of it. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. And uh, it was a pleasure speaking Great. with Thanks. you. Thanks. Take care. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening. Oh, I have three freebies. Number one, Get your full edited transcription with bullet points of the key lessons from today's show on our website, fitnesssecrets.co. That's fitnesssecrets with an S at the end.co. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter, which gets you access to our monthly freebie marketing and operations content that you can use for your own fitness business. Freebie number two. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast player by hitting the subscribe button. Since the show happens because of listeners like you, could you also leave a review? If you email us your review at support at fitnesssecrets.co, you'll receive a complimentary one-hour coaching call with me and a $150 credit towards the first challenge that we will be releasing soon. Finally, freebie number three. We started the Fitness Secrets Facebook group. I know thinking and designing of new marketing campaigns, planning out your operations each month for your fitness clients is exhausting. 
Our goal is for the group to help you plan out your marketing, plan out your operations so you can get more clients efficiently. To join, go to facebook.com and search Fitness Business Secrets. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.